It's an early Shabbos, and I want to study for a few minutes. <laughs> There's a question, two questions that I want to address. It's interesting. I just was reading. I just was reading. I, I bought a sefer. My Rebbe is very machshiv. A person who's a shtickle Talmud of his, ish, and he's a very brilliant writer. If Aaron Feldman writes in this person's book that he's my favorite writer. That, that, Rev. Aaron Feldman is an intellectual heavy, one of the great Rosh Hashivas, and he writes, this is my favorite writer. In his, in his Haskama, he writes, my favorite writer. That was a very cool thing to say, and he wrote a book. It's very Rev. Ezi-like. I plan after I read it, I want to get a hold of it for Ezi. It's very little pieces on a lot of G'daylam that aren't widely known. And they're little like pieces about G'daylam that are very grounded and very subtle. I'm very impressed. My Rebbe... Not, not one, not one. My Rebbe, <laughs> very, very, very like subtle and exact. He has small pieces, mostly on less famous G'daylam, a couple even on famous G'daylam, but it's not same, same. It's a sophisticated, Elon Kappenstein type of writer, very sophisticated. Reb, Reb Aaron, he has, he has three Askamas. One is Reb Aaron Feldman, one's my Rebbe. And they both give like very beautiful Askamas. And Rev. Aaron writes, this is my favorite author. It's an author who happens to be, all his stuff is sophisticated. I, I've tracked his stuff, and I know he's a Talmud, Talmud-ish of my Rebbe. And he wrote like little tidbits on different G'daylam. Mostly not alive, only two in the whole book on people that are alive. And very interesting, like, and it's, it's a lot of flavor, very, it reminds me a lot of Rev. Ezi Friday Night, a lot, that it's very batamt. It's not childish, you get like a flavor of something that's very inspiring, if you listen well. If you like dramatic stories, then get, buy a different book. If you, what? No, this, this is not, no, no, this is, it, it's, it's a new book and very sophisticated and very like, if you, if you bear, if you read it, it's small essays, but he's saying something and you get a sense, Revezi does for us a lot of G'daylam, like past the hoopla, a little bit of like a tam in something, what there are, Revezi spoke about Rev Aaron and just described, if you combine Rev Aaron's godless patera with what he, Revezi once was Mazbir during the Holocaust, what he was doing was crazy. He was running around like a chicken without a head, saving Jewish lives, Villed. If you just know historically what was happening, everything you think somebody should be doing when you're not being killed, that there's just going absolutely running your head off. Revesi was Mazri, gave us a picture of what was happening. There was something like touching about that. So... This book was very sophisticated. He describes one of the G'daylam giving shear and describing not every shear should be neat, should be neat and gishmak. There's, there's something to giving a good cash or a good terrace. There's also something when something's a little messy. And he describes one Rebbe, like after a shear that was less neat, you're allowed to have kashas, you're allowed to have not understandings, and anybody got anywhere is first with, with things that were hard to understand. I want to do this, this Arab Shabbos Kodesh, very brief. I want to read the end of the parsha and wonder with you and not give an answer. And let us, this Shabbos, let's think a little bit, because it's interesting, it's fat, rather fascinating. So I want to share something messy and have a kasha. I want to then share something about my trip to Eretz Yisrael and then close Perhaps if we end right there, Messi, Eretz Yisrael, I'll be happy. If it goes especially fast, I'll add a third thing in. If it goes very fast. The thing that's messy, no, 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 no. and we need a study, and anybody, you know, we learned shot. we know there's machshav and deeper panemia satira. I don't care at what level, I just don't want it forced. The end of the parsha is something so fascinating. I want to grapple, I want you to think about this, Avrami. I want you to learn Torah and contemplate. Something happens at the end of the parsha that's fascinating to me. Hashem sends Moshe Rabbeinu to save the Jewish people. A message to the Jewish people, a people that's, that's full of 
full of um, the opposite of optimism, full of pessimism, for decades has been has been oppressed, and a sense of just tremendous profound oppression for decades and decades and decades and he sends Moshe Rabbeinu to say I'm a messenger of Hashem I'm taking you out of here and the immediate response to Moshe coming to the Jewish nation who seems to buy into Moshe they accept Moshe was worried are they even going to listen to my words and Klal Yisrael hears this messenger who comes with a message we're going to get out of here and then he goes to Parai and things get worse and at the end of Shemais, things literally get worse. He makes, he, he hardens the Gzeira. At least till then, they were given supplies in their forced labor. And everything takes a marketed turn for the worse after Moshe Rabbeinu shows up. And he was sent with like this message of hope. And he comes, he comes, there's, there's, there's excitement, I'm sure, amongst the people that hope is sparked. And it's dashed. Things get worse. And, Maishra, and, and Mamish Paroi makes the Xera much worse. He makes the Xera worse. Tichpara Avoido Anashim. Paroi comes down and really hardens the Xera. Don't give the material to the nation to make the bricks like you used to do. Let them make the Tevin themselves. He just ups the gzera. He much more, they're being lazy. That's it, that you think you're getting out of my grasp? Worse, worse yet. So Hashem sends Moshe to save the Jewish nation. He comes with a message of hope and things turn immediately a much worse turn. Moshe goes back to Hashem and he says, Vayoymer Hashem, why are you doing worse to the nation? Why did you send me? From the time I came to Paroi, from the moment I came El Paroi, to speak in your name. Oz, the word Oz is a very like crucial word. Oz always means that things are about to really get good. Oz, Yashir, Moshe, Zion is stuck in this world. Oz is the Aleph that's deeper than this world, is Hashem, the Aleph. Oz, Yashir is in the world of limitations. Oz, Hashem gets involved. It's interesting, may Oz, Basi, Alpari, I came thinking it was an Oz moment. I was sent, things are getting good now. God's involved, it's an Oz moment. And yet... You made the thing, not only didn't you save Klal Yisrael, things got worse. The Uz moment of, I'm here, Hashem sent me, the Aleph joined the Zion, things are about to get deeper and bigger and everything's going to show, Hashem's going to show himself. Not only didn't it get better, it got worse. I don't understand, Hashem. That's what Maisha asks. I don't understand. And Hashem says, Now you'll see what I'll do for Paroi. Hashem says, it's going to, Now you'll see. Now you will see what I will do to Paroi. I'm going to take him out. Now, Chazal say you're only going to see what I'll do to Paroi because you complained. Maisha's punished. He's not going to get to go to Eretz Yisrael. You're only going to see what I'm going to do to Paroi. But Hashem doesn't answer Maisha Rabbeinu. And what was Moshe's question? Moshe said, you sent me and things got worse. And obviously Moshe Rabbeinu was worried about the Chil Hashem Yehuda. He's not like worried, you made me look bad. Moshe's the un of me kol adam. Very unlikely he was protesting his own, I'm so embarrassed. That's his words. His words are not that way. His words are from when I came, things got worse. No, why'd you do this nation? Uh, he said, It's interesting, why'd you do it to the nation? And also, Ravazi is good, why'd you do bad to the people? And sounds like my own feelings here are secondary. This is... What, what, what are you doing, Hashem? And that's what Maish Rabbeinu asks. I don't understand. You sent me a message of hope. The people should hear, and Kiddush Shemayim should dictate, I'm a messenger of Hashem. Okay, you'll see improvement. And Fakir, you see, you see things got worse. So Maisha asks a very powerful question. I don't understand you, Hashem. 
I'm not getting this. What is Hashem's? Hashem says, now you will see. At Tatira, what I'll do to Paray. I'm going to do tremendous miracles. What's the answer to that? What happened? Hashem said, oh, Maisha, you're being too hasty. Wait, wait a little bit. Maisha Rabbeinu has no doubt that Hashem's going to deliver. The problem is that when you sent me, things got worse. And I said, Hashem sees and things are going to get good. And things got worse. Hashem says, now you'll see. What's the answer of Hashem? At the very least, Maisha's punished for what he says. What is the answer back? Why did things get worse? What, do we know the answer to Maisha's question? Are we allowed to ask Maisha's question? Are we going to get punished also? Maisha was punished for asking this. Why did things get worse? That's the question. I don't want to make things neat and easy. I want to say that there's much written on this. Think, think. It's very important to research also. You have to do both. It a little bit frustrates me that people don't think and only research. I think the mind is a powerful thing to waste and think also. Now, it helps to think. It also helps to study. Achreinim, Mefarshim. To me, this is very intriguing. This is Gula Mi Mitzrayim. And Maish Rabbeinu sent with a message of hope. We hear the message and things get worse. That's so strange. Why things would get worse? Why would things get worse? Why would that be? What is that? Things have gotten worse. From the Uz moment, may Uz there's an Uz moment. The Uz moments, I suppose Hashem entered the fray. Whenever Hashem is seen and heard, you want things to get better. Uz. Uz Yashir Ashir I thought it was an Uz moment. I spoke in your name. Hashem's here. Things will get good. Bang, it gets bad. It's very cool. People have in their lives Uz moments and things turn. The tide has turned. Now things will get good. Oh, I found Hashem. I found Ruchnius. I found my path and things move better. There's an Uz this Uz moment turns bad. May Uz Basiel Paray, the Uz moment of Hashem entering the Zion. The Zion is this world. Aleph entering the Zion is an Uz moment. Things are supposed to get good. Maisha Rabbeinu asks, I don't get it, Hashem. You, you, you came in, it would be such a Kiddush Shamayim, the second you enter, things get good. It would be such important. It would be so invigorating to Klal Yisrael. Hashem's here. Ah, they should start feeling Gula. And yet, like, Gula, ah! And what did we feel? Ugh. That is, that's not how the world designed. I don't know why this happened to me today. I was, make, I was talking this morning about some difficult things. I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what happened this morning. It's a funny story. I had this morning, I had somebody come to evaluate my house for a flood that happened. And it was like a frustrated. I had hurt my back. I had a little flood, a little massive. And, and a guy came to evaluate the damage from the flood. Fine, okay. Frustration, an old frustration. Not even, I'm not in the frustration now, the guy. But it was a frustration when it happened. The guy comes to evaluate the house. Fine, okay, value, bum, bum. Darshaning, checking, he's checking. He's showing me in the walls. There's water here, not water there. It's amazing. You don't see water, how much water is around. He showed me his meter. He touches the wall. Very cool stuff. And he shows me there's water here. I, water, I said, you know how much water I cleaned? He showed me no, right in the wall over here. There's still a lot of water. He puts his thing there, gishmak. So he's telling me this is going to have to be removed. That's going to have to be removed. Gishmak. I'm, I'm fine hearing what's going on. It wasn't like, I remember the frustration. I'm now on my way and I had a very good food. And I made a shackle to break fast. I made a shakol niyebedvare. And, and I just tell you that I made the shakol niyebedvare and tasted something sweet. And punkt, I was I thought shakol niyebedvare. Everything's by Hashem's word. And I tasted a delicious something. And I was thinking to myself, shakol the flood also is from Hashem. But it was so good to experience that while I was tasting something delicious. It was very, very warming. And I promise, I felt like very warmed about the flood. But it was so important that I experienced that tasting something good. It was very important. And literally, 
for some, my, my mind, I was dealing with the flood, and I said, and tasted something good. It was very, very warming. It was warming. When, when Hashem enters the fray, there should be a good taste that follows. Should be a good tasting thing. It's interesting. I'm not allowed to say shakolniyav. I want to say shakolniyav right now. I'm not allowed. Unless you're following up with a nice taste, you're not allowed. Maybe I should just make a shakolniyav right now. No, 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 no. Make it when you're about to taste something delicious. Shakolniyav. It was very warming to say shakolniyav in a good tasting food and to include something shakolniyav And that also, that also. Here, they said, I came and I said, Hashem's here. <laughs> what they taste, harder labor. What's go? I don't understand Hashem. I don't, I don't get this. He doesn't ask Zairus Hashem their reasons, but may us, there was an us moment. May us, Basi El Paroi. Us is to the Zion, the Aleph came. Hashem came to the Zion. You revealed and came and showed yourself. You sent me to say, I'm here to speak of the Hashem. Everybody's like, ah, what should follow is a delicious. Ah, it got worse. You didn't help them, you made it worse. That's the taste of Shalom Aleichem. Shalom Aleichem, things are going to improve. People have in their own stories, in their own lives, they have us moments. It doesn't mean everything changes. I have met many a guy who has a difficult life and there's us moments. Something entered, he feels a connection to Hashem and things. doesn't mean everything's better in a second. There's a process. But things are, ah, okay, okay. I see, okay, now I have to work things beside there. Maisha's not asking in a second from us, everything should be perfect, but that it should feel better. And here there's an us moment and it gets worse. Maisha's cash is very troubling. Is this, like, what is this? And everything you're doing, Hashem, is a cheshben. May us moment, basiel para, ludabim shmecha. I was speaking, I said, Hashem, it gets worse. So what, what did somebody learn? And Hashem says, now you'll see what I'll do. What happened? That's my question. I don't want an answer now, Yehuda. I love that. I love you. I appreciate you a lot, Yehuda. There, there was the trip to Eretz Yisrael, and there was watching the way, the way Shmuel saws when Yehuda Lerfa were processing the trip was, was, was as good as the trip itself. Yudu was there in a comfortable way, like soaking up the whole matziv. I equally enjoyed the trip and watching the trip, wa- watching the Shabbos and the Sudas and the gathering working on you. I appreciate that. Yehuda, what's your question? Let me hear. Only because he does, he would ask that. I want you to think about that. <laughs> Only when Hashem is real do you ask that. Only. Only. If you don't have betachin, you don't ask this. When you're alive and, and there, you ask these questions. The answer to that, all prayer to Hashem, intellectually all of us know whatever Hashem does is for the good. and he's, We all have different parts. It's called to be human. And you connect that to Hashem. That part of Moshe that's called an Adam, that's, I don't understand, that's where you connect Hashem, where you don't understand. Only where you don't understand. For human beings, says, what am I? I don't know anything, Hashem. Then we never connect. Esther Amalka says to Hashem, Keli Lama Azavtani, why do you leave me, Hashem? Do you think Esther knows that Hashem is there and always cares about us? She's saying there's a piece of me. I want to connect that to you also, God. I want to say there's a piece of me that doesn't feel it. My Shrabbana says, I don't understand. He connects every piece of his body to Hashem, to God. Every piece. And my says, I don't understand. You sent me. It's an Oz moment and things got worse. So that's the question. I don't want to answer. I want to ask Maishu Rabbeinu's question. I want the Chevra to think. Now, read the Psukim. You have to read it well and study the Psukim. Study the last two Psukim of our Parsha. I think there's a lot here. 
if you're sensing Gula mi Mitzrayim, this is like a yid we put on tefillin. We're remembering Yitzias Mitzrayim, Mezuzah Yitzias Mitzrayim, Kiddush Yitzias Mitzrayim, Shabbos Yitzias Mitzrayim, Yamtiv Yitzias. We're like one hefts of Yitzias Mitzrayim. Just keep in mind the story that when Moshe Rabbeinu came speaking on God's behalf, it got worse. That's troubling. Are you bothered? I didn't ask for an answer. Are you bothered, Maishala? You're beautiful. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so, so do I. The mosque Maish, it's troubling. You're bothered by this? Good, I'm proud of you. Maisha, some of the name, a beautiful person with the name Maisha. It's troubling, no? Wow. And it gets worse. Such a strange thing. It's troubling. Correct. Oh, so it's two questions? Correct. Oh. Correct. Hashem says, now you'll see what I'll do to Pari. Hashem's saying something. What's Hashem saying? Atatira, now you'll see that I'll do to Pari. Sounds like maybe it was more I'm going to give homework. Could I, should I ask Arye two guys to speak? Well, it's not fair because he's not so fair. Right, Brown says, is it fair if I ask two guys to speak on this cash? It's unfair. I think it's easier because now you at least have a topic. It's not like, what am I going to speak? The Hevra is curious on the kasha. How about you? Who the hand might you? It's fine. The Hevra is curious about this? You're curious? I'm very curious about this. It's a very strong question. Ilan, you're curious about this? So am I. Something fascinating, he sends Maisha something, something fascinating going on here. Fascinating. That needs. At the Torah, now you'll see. Maisha, what was your cash? Hey, no answer. Ah, thank you. Nice, nice. I was waiting for the question. Is Atatira part of now you'll see? Oh, I was hoping you'd ask that. Wow, wow. There are a lot of thoughts this brings out. Any intelligent, any, we're all intelligent people. If you're honest to a question, if you want to say a cute vartire, look up a cute vartire at Slacha. If you want to grow, the question itself brings out a lot of thoughts. In our own lives, the question brings out a lot of thoughts. There's thoughts. I have thoughts on the question. I have thoughts on the question. I have very personal thoughts on the question. I want. Put, run the question through your mind. Something happened. Maisha came. There was an us moment and things got worse. That's, that's troubling. That's troubling. That's, that's complicated. That's, that's different than what you'd expect. And Maisha asked the question, this Gula Mi Mitzrayim, this is, if I had to say, not a seminal moment in our history, probably like the seminal moment in our history, and things got worse. Okay, that's topic one I want them to say. How messy is that? <laughs> okay, question one. I asked, we'll, we'll have some drushes this Shabbos. If somebody addresses this, would be appreciated. If not, I will, I'm willing to share some thoughts later on. Not immediate. I want to run the question by our system. I want to share something back from Eretz Yisrael. We have a few chevra from Rav Center's yeshiva. I want to share, I want to get, Avi, I want everybody to hear this. There were a lot of impressions on the trip to Eretz Yisrael. There was a lot I saw and experienced that was very moving. I want to share a specifically moving thing. We had a Shabbos where Brownstein worked extremely hard to organize the Shabbos. And... One of the one of the big one of the one of the kindnesses that happened
Rev Center's yeshiva was away for Shabbos. They were on a they were on a yeshiva trip, and they hosted us. They allowed our base medrash, their base medrash, to be used by us. Not simple. When are we the neatest guys? Are we we used it to Friday night, evening Shabbos day mincha. They allowed their dorms to be run by another yeshiva. They allowed their dorms. We used their dorms, dozens and dozens of beds. We used in the center's yeshiva. And, and, Rev, and I'm very, very moved that Rev Center took his yeshiva and gave it to another yeshiva, not Pasha. There are many reasons he could rationalize not to do it. And I'm very moved to help a yeshiva, to help a yeshiva. I'm very moved by that, extremely, with no ulterior motive that I know of, simply to help another yeshiva. I'm very moved. I was feeling that over Shabbos and really like feeling moved by somebody. It's very easy to be idealistic to build your mission, to contribute and assist somebody else's mission. I'm very moved. You see a lot in idealism, a lot of stepping on toes, my turf, my area. I've observed this about the Rebbeim and Yeshiva. I always say we're a no-toes Yeshiva. You don't observe a Rebbe, he's my guy, not your. It's not like that. It's not like that. Don't do he's mine, on shoulder. I always say it's a no-toes Yeshiva. They're no-toesy. I haven't found the toe yet. If you want to step on a toe, you won't. It's a no-toes Yeshiva. There are no toes to step on. There's a certain sincerity and idealism, not pashat, not pashat, that there's a mission without toes. And I was very, very moved that somebody built the yeshiva and helping other yeshivas. I've said over the story, somebody went to Revolba and said about the Rosh Yeshiva that he has tremendous avasatayra. So Revolba said, tell me the story. And he said his Rosh Hashiva came into the base medrash, saw the guys learning, and was so excited he started dancing. And Revolba said, I'm very impressed he danced. Beautiful. It shows the love of his Talmidim. It shows a passion to his mission, but don't call it Abbas Atayra. He said, Abbas Atayra, I would only call it if he went into a different yeshiva and the guys were learning. And the Rashiva, and, and the, the Rashiva of this yeshiva danced at a different yeshiva. Then it's Abbas Atayra. What you saw is beautiful, love of his own Talmidim. He's invested in his own project, but don't call it Abbas Atayra, Volba said. When somebody dances, when they see a different yeshiva learning, that's Abbas Atayra. I appreciate a lot appreciate a tremendous amount of yeshiva that's assisting a different yeshiva. There's something. So that's the, I was experiencing that over Shabbos. In Eretz Yisrael, you see Hashem's everywhere, but it says about Eretz Yisrael, Aretz, Asher Eine Hashem Uleikecha, Tamid Hashana It's the land that Hashem is always there. Hashem's everywhere in the world. It means in Hashem, in Eretz Yisrael, you could see Hashem more begoli. Here we're having a Shabbos and I'm experiencing the miracle of one yeshiva helping another. Rev Glustein speaks Friday night and he spoke beautifully, powerfully. One of the Rosh Yeshivas of the Mir, one of the Tzaddik Hadar, in my estimation. And he spoke at the Shabbos Friday night and he said historically yeshivas always helped another. And he said, Reb Lazy Yudel, he didn't say the mere yeshiva. He wasn't like pumping his own yeshiva. I don't think most people in the room knew what yeshiva he was talking about. He wasn't saying the mere yeshiva. We started brisk. He, he wasn't, there wasn't the energy. He said that Reb Lazy Yudel Finkel, who I happen to know was the yeshiva of Mir, but Reb Lazy Yudel Finkel, he said, help start brisk. Not only sent the first Bachram to Brisk, paid for them to be there for years. He said for five to ten years, he said the dates, and said that he paid that the guy should learn by the Briskerav to start the Yeshiva's Brisk. He said when Rev. Aaron started Lakewood, Rev. Shraga Feivel Mandelovich from Tarvadas sent the first Bachram to Rev. Aaron. He sent Rav El Yisvei, he sent Rav Simcha Shostol, the, Rosh, the, the father of the present Rosh Hashiv, Rav David Shostol. He sent met the best guys in Tarvadas to start Lakewood. To the point that he said the board of Tarvadas called Rav Shraga Feivel in to mon him to say, what are you doing? You're sending our best guys to start another yeshiva. And he said, Rav Aaron's building Tyra, we have to assist. He's buying Tyra, he's building Tyra, we have to assist. 
That's what Rav Shragafayvel said, and he said historically yeshivas help one another. That's the that's like that's the history of yeshivas. It's about building Torah. My yeshiva, your yeshiva, his yeshiva, building Torah, building Torah. It's about building Torah. I was very moved by that. In the middle of a Shabbos that we were experiencing, one yeshiva helping another, I was very moved that yeshiva's building tire. It's my, yours, his, that. We, Ray Brownstein and I try on the Shabbos that we don't mention the word water very much. We're makitayv, the yeshiva shlita built a beautiful yeshiva. And yet we don't mention it tons. There, there's three other, 10, 50 other yeshiva guys, 100. Yeshiva guys are welcome here. This, my yeshiva, your yeshivas, yeshivas, yeshivas and yeshiva bachim. I like idealism that's, that has the word lishma. Nobody has a monopoly on lishma, and who could say, I'm lishma? We all have motives, but we're shayach to lishma because we have a soul that wants to do what's right because it's right. And when we tap into lishma, we're able to build and to extend his, his idealism. My idealism. Together, let's build. Together, let's build. There's a sense people do kirav out of town. It could be my turf, your turf. It's difficult. We're built that we care about our thing. There's a correct aspect to that. It's my yeshiva. There's, there's something fine that he dances by his yeshiva learning. There's a beauty to that. But if he can dig deeper and say yeshivas and find some lishma, find something deeper. I was very, very moved about that aspect of Shabbos. Rev Glustein described yeshivas assisting each other. There was something very stunning about that. About a yeshiva paying for a different yeshiva's atzlacha. Something very, very, like really moving, it resonated. It was like, wow, that's cool. That is cool. To assist, that we're going to assist. I think there's something so deeply cool about that. The assistance of another, of another place being busy, another place, another place is Hatzlacha, for the Indian itself. For the Indian itself, deeper than my yeshiva, yeshivas. And, and digging deeper for that, there was something very, very beautiful. Any opportunity we have, if you have an opportunity, maybe we could raise money. We, maybe one night we should have a calling night for our own yeshiva for sure. It's a big zach. It's a big zach. Let's raise millions of dollars for this precious yeshiva. How cool would it be to raise? We should have a Lakewood calling night here one night. Ilan, we should arrange. We should call, raise money for BMG. There's a big zach. There's not setting up any campaign here. I'm not the best fundraiser that ever was, but I appreciate a lot that sense of idealism for the different cause. I appreciate that a lot. There's something very, very yuffa. Very, very, it, 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 it touches something deep. And to hear that this is the history of yeshivas, that one built for another, for another place, the, the beauty, the yuffi of that was touching. I wanted to share that with the chevra. It was meaningful to me. I wanted to share that with you. I want if you, I had really another Indian that I, I want to, if you don't mind the hours late I want to learn a Rashi with the Chevra today that is um, that is on this topic of doing for the next person I want to read a Rashi that I have to Maish I want to share a Rashi that that to me is incredibly moving so if you, it's a very shtadi Olam and here Kalish comes and reads a Rashi but I want to study a Rashi that's meaningful to me and I hope Surely you'll appreciate Surely this Rashi Yosef let's read a Rashi that's very very important The Hebrew here wasn't as attached to the Holocaust, Baruch Hashem. There's a, there's a Zman. I grew up with my Oma, the Holocaust. I read a lot about the Holocaust, and I feel closer to it, for better or for worse. For better or for worse, each generation is a generation removed. Having read about it, this is very healing, what I'm about to study. I'm going to give you, I don't want to, I don't, I'm going to say very much Baramiza, because it's very, very difficult to talk about more than that. And I don't really feel like talking about it more than that in Erev Shabbos. So I, but I want to Baramiza say as follows. When people's lives are on the line, 
it brings out all different things. It brings out heroism, and it could, it could bring out the godless Adam. People, when their life's on the line, could bring out in an Eifin Neira godless Adam, and it could bring out the most small aspect of man. You could see the animalistic part of man when a person's life's on the line, and you could see godless Adam. When life's on the line and people do things that are so elevated at moments when it's only purity. I saw this a lot by COVID. The early parts of COVID gave opportunity. We were all had a degree, probably various degrees and various moments. There was a minute or two where we, many of us were scared for our lives. There was unsuredness. Even the ones laughing the hardest had, a, had an element, is my life really on the line? It lasted various times by us all, but there were minutes where we really were clearing, is my life on the line? When a person's life on the line, you could see tremendous godless Adam, that there's something profound, eternal, untouchable in a person. Life on the line, but this... You see soul, you see eternity, you see godless. And there are many stories in, in the Holocaust of people that were living, living bigger. Us people, at the darkest, hardest moments, they were living higher. Godless, that's a person starving to death. The tendency is to become a cow. Just thinking about a piece of bread and somebody could have any thought of Yerushalayim, in that moment, there was a Yid Rebbe Orlansky, was a Talmud of Nevardik. He actually heard Shmuzim from the altar of Nevardik, and my Rebbe spoke to him. He was an old, old man. I remember him when I was a little, little boy. And he had heard Shmuzim from the altar. He was an old man. And my Rebbe would like pull from him things. He said he was 12 years old, learned in Nevardic and was starving. I think he had gone almost two days without eating. And his Reish Chabur in Nevardic found an apple for him. Very nutritious. He hadn't eaten much in two days. And he woke him up. He was 12 years old. And his Reish Chabur in Nevardic woke him up said, I got an apple. Yitzchak, Yitzchak, I got an apple for you. And he said on himself that he understand in the Vardik, he was producing people that were Avde Hashem. When he woke me up, I hadn't eaten kimat anything in two days. And he found an apple. Somehow he got a hold of an apple. He said, Yitzchak, he was 12 years old. He said, I opened my eyes. I'm just telling you where I was at. And this is the altar, what he built. I said, Rebbe, he, the Rosh Chabura got him an apple. He opened it and said, I just want ruchnis. I'm craving ruchnis. Before he took, he took the apple and he ate it. But he woke him up, said, I'm craving ruchnis. A man starving. And he said, 12 years old, not scared. We say to these stories, I want to know that, there, that there's madragas, that we have a soul. It's good. You and I have that same soul. He wasn't, he was a person, a normal person. The altar had taught them about their soul. And he woke him up two days hungry and he said, here's an apple. And he said, I want ruchnis. That was like his response. He was woken up. Like, do you have any ruchnias for me? That was the response of a 12-year-old. We have a soul. The Kitzur Advarim is... The Kitzur Advarim is difficult situations could bring out that despite the most basic cravings for ruchnias, that they're bigger aspirations. We live in a society that's inundating youth with pictures of taiva, and a youngster's, it's, it's slamming in a kid's head, it is, there's hana, that that's all of life. That's all of life, that, that, that taiva. It's pounding into the psyche of a youngster. A young age, he's 11 years old, and he says, I do have desire. We have a desire for Nashim to do the biggest thing of our life, to marry one Isha and to be, to be like Hashem, to procreate and to bring life to the world. That's the reason for the desire. A young kid thinks that's all of life. That's, that's one little aspect of a human being. A taiva he has, a wonderful kindness of Hashem. To do a pa'ula, to do a ma'isa, important to, to be godly. But we're inundated our youth that we're just cows. That's all, that's the entirety of a person. Shrek, dangerous, dangerous, the entirety of a mensch. And under difficult situations that people can rise and show this so much to us. It's true, I want a piece of bread. It's true, I need the apple. But there's so much to us. Under those situations, we saw the 
tremendous gadlus Adam. And we saw in people just trying to survive, all they are is a cow who needs bread. We could see both, both things are possible under such conditions. And the best stories of the Holocaust are people in crazy conditions who try to cheer up somebody else. There were people like that. There were people under the craziest conditions were worried, how do I make another Yid smile? There were, there were stories. To collect those stories and to soak in a story like that is heartwarming and is powerful and you're meeting yourself, a part of us. There were Yidin in the most difficult situations who did bad things. It's a, it's a sugya. There's a sugya called kapos. It's a very complicated sugya called the capo. There are crazy stories after the Holocaust of people who were read Shaduchim and, and discovering that the, the father was a capo. Capos were hidden under tremendous duress, not every capo, who tried to please the Germans, Yemachshimam, and would hurt other hidden. And in difficult situations, almost instinctively just trying to save your life, even at the point of hurting somebody else maybe impressing the Germans. It's a very, very painful topic. And it brings out that we're physical also. And we are physical. We are physical. We're a body with a soul. And at difficult moments, people can forget other parts of themselves and get very tied to one aspect of themselves. And self-preservation can make them forget other aspects and hurt people in crazy ways. And that was a sugya called kapos, a very, very difficult sugya in our history. It doesn't mean every kapo was a Russia. It means that there were people who under a lot of duress forgot who we are, which could happen under duress, forgot our majesty, forgot all our parts of ourselves. We have a lot of parts. It's very, could happen when you're fasting, interesting, a fast can bring out the highest madragas, that I'm more than just a hungry person, there are other parts to me, or it could make an extreme focus. Guys have asked on fasting, on fast days, that's the last day, Bacham has said, it's the last day we should fast, because on a fast day, all I'm thinking about is food. I think what a guy could do on a fast day is if he even has less of a thought about Ruchnius, but a little thought, it can actually stand in contrast that I'm not eating, but I'm worried about my Ruchnius. I'm more than this. So while I'm feeling hunger and feeling my body, I'm more than that. And I'm fasting, so I'm telling my body, not now, I want to do some tshuva. There's an opportunity to discover other chalakim of ourselves while we're hungry. I think that's a remarkable opportunity of a fast. So this is a difficult sugya that to, to a guy, to most of the chevra here, is very removed. I think I read more about the Holocaust than most guys here. I think my parents read more than me and didn't need to read. They spoke to their parents who were part of it, who went through things. So it's closer to something that was a very difficult period of our history. Lemay said, I want to learn this parsha. I want to read a Rashi with the chevra. There was a group that was tasked with being, they were, they were the Naigsim. The Naigsim were people who were appointed officers by the Mitzrayim to assure that the work gets done. Klal Yisrael is under forced labor, and there were people who had a little bit of a higher position. Now you understand that higher position, every tendency is to prove to the Mitzrayim, we're on your side. And if you do a good job forcing work, the hope is that it will be to your benefit, your position of power. So you just get the position of the Naigsim, those that were officers in Mitzrayim. And the Psukim say when the, when the, when the got harsher and they said people cannot, we're not giving straw anymore. And people have to get their own straw, it's going to be harder. And the, the, the pressurers, the officers who were tasked to get Klal Yisrael to do the work, they said to the nation, Parai said, I'm not giving you Tevin anymore. And Klal Yisrael, and Klal Yisrael,
And Klal Yisrael was, the Avayda got much, much harder. And it says, Vayuku Shaitre B'nai Yisrael. And they smacked, the Mitzrayim smacked the policemen of Klal Yisrael. Lamer saying, why didn't you bring back? You're not producing as much. Who got smacked? The policemen got smacked. Vayuku Shaitre B'nai Yisrael. The, hey, the wrong people got smacked. The people should have been smacked, says the Pasuk, Vayuku Shaitre B'nei Yisrael. The Shaitrim was smacked, says Rashi. Hashaitrim Yisrael Mayu, the policemen were yidden. V'chasem ha'chavreyem miladochkam. They had Rachmanis on their friends from pressuring them. V'chasem ha'chavreyem miladochkam. They had mercy on their friends from pressuring them. Their job was to pressure the Yidden and make sure they're doing their duties. And every instinct is fill your mission loyally and curry favor with the Mitzrayim and then get squeeze out of the Yidden more work. But they were chasim on their friends from pushing them. When they would finish the day's task, and show their bosses, they were missing the right measurement, the right amount. They would smack the shaitrim. Because they didn't pressure the people properly. These sadikim, who could every instinct in their position is to pressure the ones under them. There's a law in America. The boss smacks the guy under him who smacks the guy under him. Here the boss smacked the guy under him, but the guy under him acted with covet and dignity because they loved Avas Yisro. And the Naiksim, the policemen who were in charge, they were the highest Yidden. They didn't pressure. They were kind to the people under them. They didn't treat them inhumanely. They, with understanding and encouragement, they took the patch and didn't dole out anything. These holy policemen were zeichet to be the Sanhedrin. And the spirit that was on Maisha, if you want to understand what a Maisha Rabbeinu is, the spirit of Maisha was put on them. They were zeichet. They were the continuation of Maisha Rabbeinu's Ruach, the Ruach of Maisha. Shenemer Asvali Shivim Ish Mizikna Yisrael. She Yodata, I know what Tavish Asub Mitzrayim came Zikne Yaam Vishaitrov. These precious Zikne Yaam, they became the continuation of Maisha Rabbeinu. That they took, took tremendous redifice and didn't get, and under difficult conditions they were kind. And understanding of Klal against the very nature of things, that you're in a position, you would abuse that position, that would be logical and instinctive. But what was logical and instinctive didn't matter. They were chas on the people under them. Chasu al Yisrael. They had Rachmanus in that condition. And they were getting beaten for it. But these Heil Geshaitrim, they were, they were pashat chasam al chavreyim ledachkam. They, had, they were chas on their friends from pressuring them. And when they were sure they took the patch, not the Yidden, these were the ones who became the Sanhedrin of Klal Yisrael. Completely against the nature. It's like a mitzvah to read this Rashi, to study this Rashi and read it, and to see they're the ones who take over from Maisha Rabbeinu, the Midah of Maisha, of Naisibel, of understanding the next person. And the Midah, the Gadlus, of leaving your own situation. That was the Midah of Maishu Rabbeinu. Maishu Rabbeinu leaves the palace his own good situation. He leaves his comfortable situation to feel their situation. That's the Midah of Maisha. Is He leaves his comfortable situation to understand their situation. And who does Maish Rabbeinu, who's the continuation of Maish Rabbeinu? Those people who their situation would dictate one behavior. It would be natural. It would be the normal order of things to pressure those under you to save your own skin. To be, to be a certain way would literally be natural. Mm. But we're capable of supernatural. And they become the Maish Rabbeinus. 
the people, they become the continuation from Moshe's Ruach goes on them. They were chasnal chavreim in Modoichkam. They had Rachmanus on another person. The godless Adam that's brought out in trying times. The capacity to rise bigger and deeper, such beauty at a time of tremendous pain that people can rise above instinct. It so separates that humans, they're so, it brings out the prestige and dignity under the most trying times when the instinct would become their human. Would become to, what the guy said on a fast, I don't get it, we just become a body. Well, that's the time for character you can display and be more than a body that you're worried about mencha. You, you display at that time when your body's hungry, but, but there's more, there's more than a hungry body here. There's more than a hungry body. That's like on a tainus is the ikra voida. There's more than a hungry body. At difficult times when being oppressed, people stood out. A whole chaluk of Klal Yisrael stood out that were chasim. They were at Rachmanus achevreim l'dochkam. They had mercy at that trying times not to pressure their friends. Against every instinct, we saw a human being. We saw a tzelem aleikim. And those are the people, Maishu Rabbeinu Zruach, they're the ones who teach Torah to Klai Yisrael. That's precisely what Torah is. That's precisely, we're well, more than a body. That's the Torah that we're Zaychetu. That's, it's not like, it's like a side Zach. That's Torah, that's what it means. It's, that's like the essence. That becomes Maishu Rabbeinu, we're more than a body. That's... That's a Metzius. Those are the teachers, those are the Sanhedrin, those are the people that are Zeichel be Madrichas to live deeper, to live more. They're the ones who cause Yetzias Mitzrayim. Such people take us out of Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim are people bound by a body, bound by physical, stuck in that. And the Maisho takes us out of Mitzrayim. And then the people that are Zeichel to be the continuation. It's not so Menaruach on them are the people when the, every instinct is just to be a cow, but we're not cows. And under those dire circumstances, people will chas on their friends, if you read about the Holocaust, you, you know what I mean about the stories of people that proved Gadlus Adam, that proved the Neshama, that you saw a spirit, that you saw something deeper and more. There's, there's so much more to a mensch. You saw a soul... These were the Maish Rabbeinus and the Hemshech Maish Rabbeinu. Under these trying times, the people that were able to find something deeper. So I wanted a study. You can't go into Shabbos Shemais, not study. I advise the Chavra, read the Rashi. Read the Rashi. It can help us find something. Under all different times to find, these are the Maish Rabbeinus. These are the ones. What are you, Arye, what are you asking? You don't feel that's satisfying enough to connect to the first question. Wow. Okay, you'll tell me over Shabbos an answer. <laughs> He's connecting it to the first question. Everything's in bounds. Everything's in bounds. I have to think. I have to think. You're teaching me something. I have to say. Okay, I wanted to share. Coming into Parashat Shemais, we're getting out of Egypt. I think this takes you out of its time. I think this could take us all out of Mitzrayim. It's interesting. We're in a dar that has tremendous temptations. I think it's, it's me'ain a fast. It's me'ain this matziv. And Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is under all those situations to find something more, another part of us. That, that, that's the gairim of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. That brings us places. I wanted to share this awe-inspiring chazal with the chevra. What time does Menachar Rabbi say? 4.35. Wow, it's-